by the way, she does this in Deathly Hollows. She like imprisons a journalist, Rita Skeeter, in like a jar. And they're like, You you did what, Hermione? She's like, Well, she's gonna say bad stuff about us, so Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. in black and white everybody how are you all feeling it is a great day to be with y'all live and in living color uh spooky season is upon us uh i hope everybody is prepared for a great halloween i almost suggested that we dress up in costumes um but given the issues that i've had overall uh, with my uh, microphone. I'm glad we didn't because who knows what would have gone off the rails. <laughs> you did really good. Me and me, hey. Brian and I really did some color commentary there for a second. He, he fixed it in, bought in a whole new system for us. I mean, yeah, you know, I, this guy's I, working overtime. Truly podcasting like professionalism at, at its peak. No, there's not a single costume here. My Here's costume the thing. Is being black. I, I'm in my office and I, I at all times I make sure to have <laughs> oh, a rebel pilot shit. helmet with me. If you're on the video cast, like you can see i have this it is a full-size replica of luke skywalker's helmet i can't put it on though because i already have headphones on it see what you need to do what you need to do brian is you need to find like an engineer friend to wire the sound (laughs) into the into the helmet so when you podcast you can just have it on (laughs) like i'm going to fight the death star every single time we podcast i don't know if you want that energy i don't know marcus and i wouldn't be upset at all I we do. would be fine with that. I want the energy bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, want, I, want, I, want, I want it bad. But <laughs> subscribe okay, to the Patreon. On. So <laughs> it was very lusty. I'm glad. Hold on. I'm so sorry. That was <laughs> no, I, a lot hornier like than I expected it to be. You know, it was positive attention. You know, like it's, it's fine. <laughs> Brian, stand up for yourself. Brian says, I'll, take a, I'll take whatever I Any positive get. attention. It, it does get. not bother me. It does not bother me. I was just surprised. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all we're already in the like monday sillies which is fine um uh, we got a great episode we're gonna talk a little loki mid-season update review yeah we're gonna talk a little five nights at freddy's randomly um and we're also gonna talk a little bit about the latest from the strike uh i also have a fun little game that i'd like everybody to play but before we harry do- potter because i got some i got every time i re-watch harry potter it reminds me of the beef that I have with several like moments within Harry Potter because it's Harry oh, yeah. Potter season. So I don't know it's when we're going to talk about it, but I, yeah, I mean, whatever. It is. I give you that. That's fair. It's well, very Harry Potter season. It's in, I feel like it's in like a like the October to December time yeah, frame. Yeah. Like the work is like holiday movies. They work as kind of like scary mm-hmm. and kind of scary movies. They're good movies, transition you know? movies. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ultimate sort of transition yeah. from yes. Halloween yes. to Thanksgiving, I Thanksgiving to, to Christmas. Christmas. It right. works very well. Yeah, because the first three movies cover all of those holidays, and then eventually they say stop, murder, murder, kill, kill, <laughs> one, one. Yeah, as soon as Goblet hits, it's just yeah, like, it we work. just do murder now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gentlemen, we got to check in with everybody first before we get after it. And I want to kick uh, it on over to Brian Roush, a.k.a. Oops All Timelines. Uh, Brian, how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good to be here because mm-hmm. I watched Loki. We're going to talk more about this, but I watched... Mm-hmm. Uh, the season uh, episode four of season two of Loki last Thursday. And I was expecting our normal 
Marvel, I don't know, weekly dose of a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I was for the first time in a while, I was like, I'm I'm like shocked. I am surprised. Yeah. I don't I have energy like this is giving me energy that I haven't yeah. felt in a long time. And I'll talk more about that. But like I'm getting so jazzed with the Loki energy right now. So I'm really excited to yeah. talk about it. We are all ready to do Halloween here. I got three oh, kids yeah. that are ready to go to strangers houses and say, give me candy for, and beg for candy in the middle of the night. I the just, one thing I'll tell them not to do. Like, don't weird, add strangers like, for candy. Weird, like weird, <laughs> sugar addicted fiends. You got any candy in the house? Like, just uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. I got a bag. Just put it in the bag. Uh, yeah. So I'm ready for the big night tomorrow. But I think I think we're all set. We're all going as Ninja Turtles. So. I love that. Uh, I'm going as Leonardo, uh, and then the kids are, you know, the, the Donnie, Raph, and Michelangelo. My wife is going as April, uh, oh. so I'm pretty, pretty, pretty excited for that. Oh God, there are four. Wait a minute, you yep. have three boys. I, have three, I got three boys, so we got Donatello, Raph, and Mikey. Oh, that's huh. so cute. I'm glad. Excited. I'm glad. How did you decide who was going to be? Who? Yeah, that was the question I was going to so ask. It, it, so it Brian's just up. the leader. Is that the way this works? Like, Leo, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't like to just say because I'm older, I get to choose things. Ooh. However, I will be the one shepherding them through the night for them to get mm, their confectionary delights. So I've always liked Leonardo. I liked him as a kid. I felt like I want to be Leonardo. So I, but it also worked out because the kids like wanted to be Michelangelo and Donatello separately. And then our youngest, Aiden, congratulations, you're Raphael. Like that's just (laughs) how this works right now. You don't have a voice quite. You drew the short stick. Aiden, if you're like older and listening to this like 20 years later, like if you have a new turtle, that's totally cool. But you like literally can't, you you don't know how to really talk a ton. So we just gave you Raph. Yeah. Um, I'm also my knee-jerk reaction was I thought you were going to say Maggie was going to go as Splinter. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't know why. That's why I expected you to say that. April makes infinitely more sense and is far more fitting for her. But when you were running them down, I'm like, okay, Brian's like, I'm going to be Leonardo. I was like, yep. okay, cool. Puts himself yep. as the leader. Have right. some yep. questions there. And yep. then he just kind of listed them off. And then yep. you got to Brit, you got to, you got to Maggie. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, he's going to say Splinter. I just, I feel like he's going to say it. Don't know why. (laughs) I feel like the numbers wise, right? That makes the most sense because you can't go. I was like, okay, if anything, Brian could be, he could be Master Splinter. Yeah, sure. And that's what I thought too. April, but then you're down a turtle. Then then too many people are asking questions while you walk down the street. Right. Right. Like, and you can make a joke like, oh, Leonardo's like, you know, he's he's off doing yeah. stuff or yeah. whatever. This um, is the, this this we are actually the version of the turtles from the last Ronin, and one of them has just been killed. <laughs> oh is the way god. that this works. Why did oh you my god. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. My here's the thing though. If I said that, my oldest Liam would be like, What? They die? <laughs> yeah. Like, and he'd yeah. be like, No, we can't yeah, go any further. Doug is that guy during Halloween that walks by and says, Hey, you know one of you die in the last Ronin, right? <laughs> And just well, bye. <laughs> Which one of you is Mikey? Okay. All right. I, I just need to know this from Jesus. myself. Okay. Godspeed. Cheers to you later. Well, uh, right. well, good. Brian, I'm very excited. Are you supposed to get the cold tomorrow? Like, is it supposed oh, to be real oh, yeah. chilly? It's, yeah. okay. it's of yeah, course, going to be 
awful. Terrible. Uh, I shouldn't say awful. I shouldn't say that. I guess I should say like it's going to be a little challenging from a parenting perspective because I know the kids are going to be like, I want my costume, but you're like, yeah, but you need a coat. Like it's almost mm -hmm. yeah. like that's yep. that. But yeah. I don't know. Whatever. We're going to roll with it. I'm just hoping their adrenaline and need for candy just fuels like a liquid I mean, coat over them. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm with I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, Marcus J. Destin, aka Michael Peter Jackson Parker. Oh, a lot of names in there. Okay. Uh, how you doing, sir? Okay, now I got it. Yep, now I got it. I like how Brian was reading through. Oh, there you go. I was like, there you go. There you go. Shimon. Shimon. I feel like I'm doing good. I have questions for y'all as parents, right? Oh, candy. What is the deal with candy? What do you do with it? How do you divvy it out? Do you hide it? At what point is it to do you get smaller bags so they can't get as much candy? Like what's the do you hit as many houses as you can? What's your typical Halloween candy routine as parents now? Brian, go ahead. I, for us, it's uh we basically like we we give them a normal bag and they they go as long as they can. I've never instituted like, all right, this is a hard stop. You have 30 pieces of candy. We're good. Like we go until they drop typically uh, just so they have that like they have that choice. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we get back and we like sort through all the candy, like we don't take anything out. We might just be like, hey, this is like really hard. And like mm -hmm. tell mom or dad before you eat this one so you don't like lose a tooth. Um, so we might like keep some of those, but other than that, I mean, like, it's usually like, oh, this is kind of like a nougat or this is just chocolate or this is like one of the fruity ones. And then that's like when the trading commences, it's like, it's like, oh, I got two Skittles and oh, yeah. this and that, and I don't want these and I want those and X, Y, Z. Um, so there, like, there isn't a ton of stuff there. It's really just making sure um it's not gobstoppers but it's like jawbreakers that's it that's the only thing i look for oh, i'm like I, none of y'all need to yeah, like y'all can't handle break those. a tooth on a jawbreaker will fuck those, some yeah. teeth up, boy. yes yeah. that too uh, uh -huh. so and then after that they basically just get to have candy like two or three pieces yeah. of candy every night until it's gone and it lasted until like christmas last time so it, i mean it's, really it's great Do um it. I have been on record as being a candy fiend. So that's true. I don't I necessarily it. need to Big hide it from out. them. I need to hide it from myself. So, oh, so you have a dad tax, maybe. I, oh, the dad tax is I eat what I want and you don't get to say shit to me about it. Like, <laughs> Whoa. That's <just> that. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Um, okay. A little bit of a dictatorship, oh I see. Okay. Now, now I'm trying to get better about it. If it sits out, like if it's just out, like yeah. I, I'll find it and I'm going to eat it. Like that's just the way it's going to be. Um, mm -hmm. But if it's, I usually after like night two or three, like, so when we get to like November 3rd, sure. I looking at Brittany going, please put this somewhere and don't tell me where you put it. Like it's a, Dude, like, do you need, do you, do we need to talk to somebody for you? No, it's just, here's the thing. Candy for me is one of those things that I know that I shouldn't eat. Right. And because in my brain, I rule it out. It just becomes the big red button where like, it's all I want to push. So oh, like, man. it's not, it's just, it's, it's, it's the way our brains work when we put ourselves on like a restrictive like diet. You ever notice that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, Oh, I can't eat bread because yeah. it's bad for you. And then every motherfucker it's has every bread day. and yeah. you're like, I yep. want all of it. I'm the same way with candy. So like, um, but to Brian's point, I do know the things that they don't like. Mm. Like typically 
they won't eat anything that is sour. I usually yeah. will then. If I am yeah. taking candy from them, it's stuff that I know that they don't like or they don't want to eat. Right. Um, they also don't like Whoppers. I've been on oh. record on this podcast oh, as Whoppers. loving Whoppers. There's a very specific uh. way you can eat them to maximize your enjoyment of Whoppers. I'm not going to get into it now. Um, and so I will that eat those as well. So, yeah, that's that's usually how it works. That's really interesting. I mean, I don't know. I ain't got a kid, so I always wonder what that's like. And uh, I know. mean, you can borrow one. Harper, you would think Harrison being older is the like, I want to go. He yeah. gets to a point where he's like, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. But Harper, yeah. like at least last year, Harper was like, what's the next house? Yeah. Yep. Where are we doing? This? I'm like, Harper, it's yep. 730. People yep. are wrapping this up. She's yes. like, TikTok, dad, we got to go. Like, yep. I'm with Harper. Yep. Yeah. If I could do it, I can't wait to get to that point to be a dad and dress up and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. I never really celebrated Halloween like that growing up because of religious things. But like, right. you know, now it's like, yeah, we're going to dress up and put some clothes on. Like, yeah, I'll go house to house and wear a costume. And yeah, I want to do the corny fun stuff and eat some candy with my kid. Oh, yeah. I, Marcus, I mean, Marcus, you are more than welcome to join us tomorrow if you would like i might i might you are more than welcome to. there is a bubble that was a I love weird that. Light. i don't that? know what the f- is that like what a you got a thumbs up please you got get a thumb out of here you got a thumbs <laughs> up did we get a thumbs up on the live why are we all panicking what the hell is going on somebody said somebody said candy man too many times in the mirror and now we got a ghost bubble um oh yeah so yeah so that's yeah well, I'm glad to hear that things are going well. Doug, uh, ghost version. Doug, the ghost. Uh, version. Yeah, what, what's good? What's ghost version? I was trying to come up with something Halloweeny. I didn't know what to put no. there. Um. So all in. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I'm so gonna come out. You brought it up. You brought it up. That's right. I mean. I'm gonna take the high road. Has and just not saying. Has anything. your favorite candy changed since we do this every year? What is mm-hmm. everybody's favorite candy currently? Like, no thought. Don't think into it. What is it? I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups in any way, shape, or form. Okay. I mean, that's the obvious answer. Okay. I've I've recently shifted to gummy bears. Oh, like just straight up Haribo, like gummy bears. And it started when I went to go see Oppenheimer and I was like, I don't know what I want. I'm just going to get gummy bears. And I got like a whole, I got like a whole big thing from a grocery mm-hmm. store and I definitely brought it to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I tore through that sucker and I was like, somewhere Nicole great. Kidman is weeping. Oh, I know. Nicole Kidman's like, <laughs> you should support your, your local giant corporate, you know, theater chain. Um, but yeah, uh, like I, I cruised through those and then ever since then I'm like, I need a giant bag. They, they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I I would say a jawbreaker has been mine. I think I have some really oral fixation. I don't know what it is, but I like, that's a, that's a, that's a psychology term. It didn't sound great. I understand it. With a group of guys talking about, yeah, I've got a oral fixation. It's, I mean, it's fine. The only thing I remember about jawbreakers was there was a kid in my class, like fourth grade. And that was just his snack, by the way. Like people go, okay, it's snack time. The big one? You take out this jawbreaker and the like I'll just never forget like the distinctive plastic bag that came with it. And he just he'd he'd lick it and suck that thing and then put it right back in the plastic bag. And I was like, All right, man. That's like, disgusting. Do he, you, he, man? He just worked on it all yeah, year. No, and I, I was I was a little grossed out by it. I, like, I would no. have been absolutely grossed out by that. Um yeah, you can't do that now in school. No, no, uh-uh. no, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. 
Uh, hey, Roman in the chat, bit of honey. I don't know a lot of people Ooh, who like bit of honey, so good I, for you, Roman. I, I don't think I've I like the old lady strawberry candies. They'd be at the bottom. Those are awesome. Those the are ones good. with a little bit of jelly in the middle. Yeah, with a little that's bit of jelly. In the middle. Weird, that's good. That's, that's all you. That's all yeah, you. Oh, I, I do like bit of honeys. Yeah, I do. It's been a while though. I did just had to Google, see a picture did, of them. did you Google? Them? You had to Google I did. I googled them as you all were talking about like the granny strawberry candy, and I just I yeah no that's that's my jam. I just haven't. I also think butterscotch, like a little butterscotch disc. Those are those are like Werther, like the Werthers. Yeah, like a Werther's butterscotch. Those are underrated too. Feel like I feel y'all feel so old talking about these candies. Hey, Brian, we're not the ones in middle age. So that. Let's move the fuck on. Um, This is getting aggressive. I accept Uh, this. Okay. Gentlemen, before we get into our whole ass episode, shout out to the Vikings for also was the beating the 49ers, didn't they? Oh, they beat the 49ers and they beat the Packers. Our QB might be out for the season, but it's okay. Go Vikings. He's at Pizza Ranch with a torn Achilles. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Just crying in his over over a Broncos. (laughs) That's not funny. Why are we laughing at this man crying? Yeah. He, he's taken care of with millions of dollars. That's like, true. Best yeah, of luck to your cousins. If you all of his, injured. all of his joints and ligaments are probably insured. Like he'll get paid That's out true. for That's sure. True. Um, but we have to get to a, a a little game that we like to play. Catch that quotable. Catch that quotable. Silky sounds of Marcus J. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? Ready. Hit me. Okay, that's the right one. Hit, Hit me. me. Oh, Hit sorry. Me. No, I forgot. Ready. <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> he was okay. ready. He I know. I know. That's just okay. not what that's I expected. Fucked up, man. That's not what I expected. <laughs> ready. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, when you kill a king, you don't stab him in the dark. You kill him where the entire court can watch him die. I will read it again. We need that again. When you kill a king, you don't stab him in the dark. You kill him where the entire court can watch him die. Okay. I know who said this. Oh. I do not know the movie. I don't know if y'all want that answer. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. I only know this because after Killers of the Flower Moon, I went down like a little Leonardo DiCaprio thing. And Leonardo DiCaprio said this. I cannot tell you what movie it was. That's the that I'm not very helpful. But it was Leo. It was I think it was Leo, and it's an older movie. I think, I think it was Leo. I mean, is it The Aviator? Mm, I wonder if it's no. no. Oh like, no, Brian, you're right. That's what this is. It's what right? The Departed. The Departed. Is it The Departed? It's gotta I, be. I, I, if we're getting Leo vibes, if you're confident it's Leo, and we're talking about killing somebody in charge, and it's an older movie, I think this is referring to Jack Nicholson as the crime boss in The yep. Departed. I think you're right. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. we just go for it. I mean, yeah, let's I, just fucking go for it. Yeah, man. that's kind of where I'm at. All right, here we go. God damn it! <laughs> it's not. The- <laughs> This is Roman, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is Gangs of New York. Oh, is it Leo? Yes. Oh, it's damn. Gangs of oh. New York. All right, I had my part right. The, the other, other white meats. <laughs> I, I showed up to the other, group project prepared. The other, other white. Meats. And I don't even think it's it's not even it's not even him. It's it's not Leonardo DiCaprio is in it, but it's said by Amsterdam Volan, which I'm pretty sure was um 
No, that was Leo. That was Leo. Yeah, you were right. Oh, man, near so, miss. Do I get a half? Do I get a half credit for no, knowing the first? We, we don't do half points. Man, no, it's, it's we all we all sink or swim together. And this is and you hitched you hitched this cart to this yep. horse, and yep. here we are. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh, well, whatever. <clears throat> Mm. Hello, sorry to bother you. I want to no, nope, promotion. Nope, no, that's... you don't know. Nope, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Um, this is that that person is barking up promptly the wrong tree. Um, so here's here's what we got. So before we get into the rest of, I, also Gates of New York. <laughs> you, I'm you trying to keep us moving. You did not. Y'all did not. You the, 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 the both of us were like, witness. absolutely not. It was like a Jehovah Witness coming to the door. I know I'm already. Get away from my damn door. <laughs> we were. We saw that in the chat, Marcus, and we were like closing our blinds and turning off the lights and telling everybody to shut the but fuck up. And then up. you you were like, nope, I mean, he's here. Look, <laughs> you I, I mean, went the house. One of the benefits of having a live chat is literally anybody <sighs> can, can reach us in our live chat, and then sometimes you get, you know uh people like that and then right. you, you know i already have cable i yeah i'm all set i don't right. i don't need to i don't need to i don't need a new set of knives um <laughs> gentlemen before we get into this week's uh you know news yeah. i have a question for you all so okay. given that it is yeah. in fact spooky season Ooh. and we are on the precipice of uh christmas Hall Hello, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Halloween. Um, nope, we're not. Categorically wrong. That is an incorrect answer. Um, it's, right, it was so it's not right, Brian. He was, he was so. He was so. <laughs> he was so quick with the fuck off. It's hilarious. It was so fast. Um. I want you all to tell me. I'm going to read you five, the, like, uh, you know, yeah. like slashers, like, you know, Excellent. people from these horror icons. Uh, and good. I want you to tell good. me your top two. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to give sure. you five. Sure. So, number, I'm just going to list them in order. We don't need to, this isn't my order. I'm just asking you to rank them. Uh, I'm Jason Voorhees. Mm, Friday the 13th. From Friday the 13th. Okay. Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise. All right. Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. Chucky from the Child's Play movies. And Pinhead from the Hellraiser franchise. What are we ranking them by? I, I want to say like your ones that you find most scary. Let's go with that because it's Halloween. Okay. Hmm. Here's the thing. Half these motherfuckers is not scary to me. Okay. So I think one being the scariest or five being the scariest. Just give me your top one. So of the five that I gave you, which one do you feel like is the most scary of the Halloween-y like, type deals? I think that I would go Chucky one. Okay. Why? Chucky. I just remember growing up and watching that damn that damn doll movie. It was the most diabolical shit ever because it was just like a little yeah. doll with a fucking mm -hmm. knife just running around. And to me, it was a possessed doll. And the doll itself is creepy as hell. It has a very yeah, distinct it is. look. Very, I think very that true. is why Chucky will always be like number one for me out of this list, at least. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I think I, the one that always just kind of like confused me and scared me was Freddy Krueger from mm -hmm. 
Friday the 13th because I just I also really enjoyed the concept of like it was terrifying the concept of just like you fall asleep this guy's gonna come and right like just straight up and the only way I remember one of the movies I watched it was like one of the only ways you can like fight him off is like you just got to wait him out and just Mm -hmm. stay awake and I felt like that was just really compelling because like just wears you down and then he chases you in your dreams and there's like no way to kill him um which i just that was always the scariest thing to me there was just was no clear way to kill him and how do you fight back in a dream like dreams are already so yeah it's true like you know like i'll have a dream and it's like i was on a train and then i was a child again like and i gotta fight against knife hands with that like no that's (laughs) not like like i just you know um i just it it can't happen i actually i remember i tried to google it like can freddy krueger be killed and it was like anyway in this movie he gets his power from dream (laughs) demon and i was like i'm done like no this is so the answer is categorically no you cannot i mean yes but he has to like be taken by the dream demons it's It's too many steps it's too many steps yeah a lot of of extra factors uh yeah yeah, you you would need to have a lucid Lucid dream dream. uh kangaroo in the water i need to have Uh, a wet dream i I mean one one that you know you're in a dream and you can like take control of it but yeah okay okay uh, yeah i can have a wet dream to get rid of freddy well no that's not what i'm saying you said a lucid, no, lucid, a lucid dream lucid. is where is where you are in control of the dream. They did I'm a in whole of America, my, a lot of my wet dreams. They did a whole oh, god damn it. <laughs> they did a whole American Dad on it, where he was like, remember? His, yes, I remember it. There was an American Dad where Steve was trying to practice how to lucid dream That's so he could so get funny. into erotic situations when he was in his dream. Jeez. So he would. I just it's weird. Marcus, we watched a whole fucking movie about this. That's what, what I mean. The premise of one of the premises of Five Night at Freddy's oh, is that he's trying to control okay, the dream. Can we, we'll let's say we'll put that. a pin it, pin it, pin let's, it. We'll put a pin in it. Let's say that because I have several questions about that movie yeah. that I think we need to talk about. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I will also say Freddy Krueger, Brian, for much of the same reasons. Like, okay. Because. You either you can't stay up forever, like eventually right, you right. need to sleep. Well, so you are just your body is going to shut down yeah. and then you have nothing to do but like be at his mercy of what he decides to do should he, he decide to kill you. So like that, right. that, it's there's just no escape for him. Michael Myers, it seems like if I just stay out of his way, like if I'm like four blocks over and I'm not next to Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm OK. Right. Um, Jason Voorhees is if I just avoid the lake, like if I just decide not yeah. to go camp, I'm all set. Um, and so, and Chucky again, just don't buy, just don't buy toys. Like it just, it feels like it's just one of those situations. Like these are easily avoidable, those ones, but Freddie just doesn't seem avoidable. I, I, well, in the Friday the 13th stuff, it never like, even as a kid, it never scared me. Like, cause yeah. it was just like, I don't know. It just, it always felt yeah. very dumb. I don't know. I like, I don't know. Like, and I know people like were taken mm-hmm. by surprise and, ah, but I was just like, I don't know. Like, it just kind of feels like you could probably run away from the camp and you're okay. It just don't go. Like, I don't know. Yeah, just, I, somebody's, If somebody's going to say like, Hey, I have this really great idea. There's this yeah. abandoned camp. I'm going to be like, Hey, say, Hey bud, stop. I'm not like, going. Like, no, you don't pro- need to go like, further. There's probably animals living there. Like, let's just go to somebody's house. I don't Jason, know. All Jason needed was a, Jason just water, right? Water was his weakness. Is that right? No, he, no. he came from the water. Oh, 
he came from the water, but only on. Oh my gosh, I miss. I just realized I misremembered Freddy Krueger's from Nightmare on Elm Street, not Friday the Thirteenth. My bad, everybody. Oh, it's like I got my horror franchises mixed up. But yeah, as far as I remember, Jason came from the lake and only he was only there for the night. He only killed for the night, and then he went back to the lake. I don't know. Yes, and and um, there is a lake in Minnesota called Crystal Lake. And they do have a life-size statue of Freddy, of Jason, at the bottom of the lake. I did not know that. That's a fun fact for you. Because hashtag Minnesota. Like, that's why. Yeah. Look, Minnesota doesn't get a lot. Like, we have Prince, but then he, like, got really problematic. What do you mean you don't? Oh, oh. Yeah. We got we got Prince. We got <laughs> Prince. And then anytime anyone mentions anything, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we put one in the lake because they mentioned it in a movie once. Like, that's basically how this works. Yeah. We got Mall of America. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We have that. And Jingle All the Way was shot there. Like, that's, yes. that's what we Yes. Have. And I enjoy I make my family watch that movie. Oh, and I watch I, it every year for that I'm, reason. And I'm the annoying dad that's like, anyway, that's the Wells Fargo Center. My my kids are like, I don't yep. understand. And <laughs> I think like, that might be Mickey's diner. Like, yep, that's yep. yep. Nobody like, cares. Who is Mickey? Who the fuck is Mickey? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's um, <laughs> this is like watching it with me. Perfect. Perfect. Um, last question I have before we pivot into the news: Were there any? Are there any like scary movie characters now that you watch that you are like, I can't. Like, you just there's either. It's too hard for you to get down. It's too hard for you to turn on. Okay, I have like, a question. Alternative mm, question to your question. Yes. When you say scary movie characters, are we thinking supernatural, like insidious type characters? It doesn't, it we... doesn't matter. Like, is there a movie that like you know is a horror movie that on face value, you know it's going to freak you out and you just don't touch? Honestly, I got to go anything that's like Annabelle, insidious. Like, when yep. you start talking demons, that's a little bit too real for me. Like and now, but if you're talking about like an actual character, I would say like the scream character because that's also a little bit too real. Like anybody can, mm-hmm. yeah, can dress up yeah. and do that and be fucking yeah. deranged. You know what I mean? Like a ghost face character. So yeah. those two would be my like hell no, nah. unless I'm like watching it with somebody else. So because if I get Ouija board, at least both of us getting Ouija board. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Brian, you are a horror movie aficionado, so I'm curious. Oh, are you, Brian? Like, Do you like horror movies? I off limits love for you. horror films. Oh, no shit. Absolutely love scary movies. Uh, Maggie and I are watching uh, The Fall of House of Usher. This is not a genuine oh. uh, a review. We are currently reviewing it. Um, but, uh, like, love that. I Like, I've watched all the Mike Flanagan series. Um and no, I'll just watch scary movies on my own. I went to a party not too long ago and they're like, yeah, I mean, like I wanted to watch a scary movie, but who watches scary movies alone? And my wife's like, he does. That's my husband. He does all the time. Ryan, you really watch scary movies by yourself. Yeah. With the lights off. Oh, you motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, I turn off all the lights. I put on my scary movie when the kids are in bed and I just, I let that I sucker inter- rip. I have an interesting philosophy. And I would like to do a dissertation on very nice people, very, very big, wholehearted people like Brian, <laughs> who loves super <laughs> shit like horror movies. I will never, ever fucking understand it, bro. It's yeah, multiple it's people wild. I know that are just the most bubbly and the most the epitome of good people like Brian. Oh, and, they fucking, and then you have people with like six, sense, six, six senses of humor like Doug. Still got a good heart, but he's got like a sick sense of humor, like the third eye, very dirty. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't look around. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's people like Doug, but Doug doesn't do scary movies. Oh, absolutely not. Hey, uh, I, honestly, I I did watch them, but I didn't watch them as frequently. There's something about like 2020 that like I don't know, like mortality or something. Then I was just like, yep, we're just going. We're going through all oh, of them. No Here shit. we go. Let's oh, okay. do it. And uh, I watched, I remember um, I watched Malignant, which was a great, uh, just, I mean, I really enjoyed. really scary. It's, it's, it's great. It's so good. There's a very good uh, reveal. Uh, And then I watched Barbarian, which is the most recent. I wanted to watch Barbarian. Like probably like top tier thing that I've watched. And I usually recommend it to people who are just like super into like, like no holds bar horror Mm -hmm. To answer the question, though, like I could go on and on and do an essay on why Midsummer is the new horror, like the new that bar was, to set horror that to. Was but fucking terrifying. Um, I think that honestly, the guy—I I don't know the name because I, I fell off of Saw, but like mm. I thought, I always thought the premise of Saw was incredibly frightening and terrifying because, like, yeah, like. Yeah, like there's it's not a traditional horror movie. Someone's chasing you through a house like, no, it's already like you're already in the game over stage. And and it's the physicality of it that also frightens me of just kind of like, yeah, like I, I do believe there is some plausibility that somebody would just like lose it and be like, I'm judge, jury and executioner. Absolutely. And if you can't get out of this really weird puzzle I made, then you die. Like, I feel like that's more plausible than some of the other mm-hmm. scary movies yeah. that I've watched. Um but I did fall off of them because like by saw six or seven, I was like, man, like I just, I'm seeing the same thing and I just don't have any appetite for it anymore. Like yeah. I, st- I still mm-hmm. think they do what they need to do. And I like shout out to people who like love watching them back to back. Um, but yes, there is. Yes. Uh, Roman, there is a pit of needles in the second one. Um, yeah. which I, so I got so into it. I watched a documentary on how they made bits of, of saw two. And like how they did that scene is just just movie magic. I just movies are so wonderful because it makes it seem so cinema, man. And like, I I guess this is like a spoiler. I don't know if it's really a spoiler, but like basically they make it sound and look way worse than it is. And they Mm -hmm. show the people just like flinging themselves into this like like pit of needles. They're all just rubber, just rubber. Mm -hmm. And they just added in the terrible like they added in the terrible sounds to it and it works perfectly like it's just in oh my gosh i enjoy saw too but this is not the horror podcast this is the film no wide podcast. it is um but i'm glad you shared i mean um, it is a halloween episode it is it is it is, it is. It is. It is. films in black and white spooktacular um Ooh, I, I cannot spook is also have a not, term. i don't it is it is I don't think that has anything to do with. I hope it does not have anything to. Not that it, you may. Not that it you doesn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. It doesn't. I was just but after what my knowledge. son, after what my son said yesterday, it did does now red some raise some red flags. Um. So anyway, here's the story for that. We were painting pumpkins and we got like glow in the dark paint, and the glow in the dark oh, paint boy. shows up white. And I'm walking outside, like, taking out the trash. And Harrison goes, thank God he's white. And I was like, wait, hold on. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Harrison. You and have a was, black uncle. <laughs> and it was glow-in-the-dark paint. So I think what he was saying was, oh, we can see it. Like, I'm glad we can see it. But I started, I said, hold on. But I said it like Marcus says, hold on. So I started laughing. And Brittany was like, Douglas. Like, she, she, like she knew immediately where my brain went. Um, so it's just, it was hilarious. Um, 
It's so My funny, movie that I can't go to is It. Mm, the that's old bounds. The old It and the new It, mm-hmm. I cannot touch. Mm-hmm. Also, There's, you don't like the new It either. I tried watching the five minutes of it in the middle of the day to go, I should at least try. And I got to the part where I knew that that fucking kid was getting sucked into that that fucking like storm drain. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I turned it off before he got there. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. That kid walking around the street with an arm off, yeah. I was like, I can't, oh, what? Yeah. I cannot, I like, I just couldn't. And that's 10 minutes in. Like, <laughs> do, do scary movies, oh man. For Doug, for your example, the only thing I can think about is like, scary movies don't hit as hard, I feel like, as they used to because of the CGI and like the, there's no mm. practicality to it. Like when that old it clown, it's scary because mm-hmm. that's a real person in costume. Mm-hmm. This one is more CGI when you get to a certain point of the movie, right? He like it becomes like this mm-hmm. kind of more demon esque CGI character yeah. that is over. You know, what I mean, not to downplay like the scary characteristics of um, I forgot the guy that played him. He's one of the uh, stellar the, the, the oh. Scars Guards. Yeah, yeah uh, <clears throat> I think it was Bill Scarsgard. Yeah. Is it Bill? There's so many of them. There's a lot but, of them. Yeah, I don't know. Does that downplay like the scariness of like scary movies right now? Does not, it change anything for y'all? Not for me. I mean, usually, usually if something's truly scary, like I'm like I'm plugging my ears mm-hmm. because to Brian's point about Saw, for me, it's all auditory. Yeah, like if true. I can't mm-hmm. hear it, I can process what's happening on the screen because my brain can disassociate. I can go like, this is a movie. That's an actor. This mm-hmm. is a set. But if I the what the sound does for me sometimes just raises my like anxiety level. So for me, most of the time, if the sound isn't very good or they're not doing a ton of like, you know, there's that jump scare violin mm-hmm. like ring. Like that there's mm-hmm. if that's not oh, happening, yeah. most of the time I'm able to sit through it and process it. Um, yeah. I uh Roman asked me a question in the chat. What what did I like? What type of scary movies are my jam? I really like more like psychological horror movies. Okay. Like I don't like mm. I, I'm fine mm-hmm. with clowns. I like the I enjoy watching scary movies where there is a twisted mind. Like, like Jim um, Carrey 23. Yes, that's my jam. I really like that movie. I feel like that's The Shining is one of my favorites. The Shining. Like, oh, that is man. Because it's Shining just, it's one. so well done. And it's <laughs> all just watching someone descend I mean, into madness. It, it is such a well, like, first off, it's a very well crafted movie. I know 100%. that. I know that Stephen King has his issues with how the story is told compared to how he told it in like the book format, but like awesome job, man, there's a reason people are obsessed with that movie. Cause Mm -hmm. like from a, from a structural perspective, it is just, it's it's so good. It's so Mm -hmm. good. And you, Oh my gosh. I could, again, I could talk about that movie for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you for indulging me. I am glad we were able to talk about that. Let us pivot on over to Loki. So we are halfway through the season two of Loki. We've seen four episodes. I mean, we only got and, two episodes left. And That's it, pissing me off. But and yeah. it's 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 wild what has happened thus far. Yeah. Wait, can, someone, I, can I go on my go Harry Potter rant real, just real please. quick? Please, go on get your Harry in. Potter rant and we'll go not, back and get yeah, it in. It. No, it's important. I promise we, not to take too address it. No, you're good. I just want to remind people that Harry Potter was 13. And they yeah. was they was like 
They <laughs> Malfoy's dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Death upon a kid in a hallway. I, <laughs> like, he's yeah. 13. I yes. Like he's clearly like a neo-magical Nazi. He's like, this kid, I hope he dies. And no no adult figures like no hey, parents like, this. wait, what the fuck? Like yeah. this this guy is not on the up and up. Even like, Dumbledore dude. is like just hey. kind of overhearing as many Snape thought he was stealing his shit to make like the polyjuice formula and all yep. this other shit like that and threatened to pour in his drink something that would make him spill his damn guts and secrets. And I'm like, this is a 13 year old child. Uh, also, can we talk about how Dumbledore is would be go down in history as like the worst oh, God. principal of any no, yes. school. Yes. Do you understand that he sh- he yeah. sat a thirteen yeah. year old down? He goes, "Yo, so this is like wizard. He's trying to kill you." Mm-hmm. And look, I know what you think. I'm going to say, "I got to protect you. Mm-hmm. I want you to actually try to find him." Like, and so, that's <laughs> go that's like saying, that's like saying, "Hey, I know you're not supposed to run with scissors." Yeah, but what if you did? Like yeah, right. hear me out. Like it's, there was a scene it's wild where Dumbledore tells Hermione and Harry to go back in time, right? Mm-hmm. Gives them a little trinket yep. to go back in time and to like when you spin the clock back, right? Hey, it three turns should do it. He does it and then they disappear, right? When they come back in the following scene, they come back and he sees them on the stairs and they tell him, Professor Dumbledore, we did it. That he says, did what? See you later. Goodbye. As if he didn't want anything. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the worst fucking principle ever in existence. Yeah. Like, I'd also like to know what yeah. their hiring practice is. Apparently, all you need is a hope and a dream and a wand. And you can Every, teach at Hogwarts. The yeah. turnover rates at Her- at Hogwarts, are, Hogwarts is terrible. Every mm-hmm. year, the fucking professor of the dark arts it gets Leaves. fired or is some yep. type of villain yep. or some werewolf or some wild ass shit. And, and it's just, it's fucking terrible. Harry Potter, this dude was 14 competing in mm-hmm. the damn Triwizard Tournament mm-hmm. at fucking, <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking 13. And then what got me the most before we, this is my last point. I will never get over the fact that Cedric Diggory was bought back from the maze in Goblet of Fire and they're playing the trumpets over his dead body. And his dad is like, that's my boy. Yeah. That's yeah. my son. My son's I... dead. I there is a meme that got me that I was crying tears of laughter over (laughs) and it was it was who's that Pokemon and it looked like it was Diglett and then it flashes to the next screen and it's a grave that says Cedric Diggory and there's a meme of the dad going that's my boy and I was laughing I was laughing so hard yeah. i was crying it was it's like so, i hear the i can hear the dad's voice boy. and i was like <laughs> his his dad was so sad harry is 13 13 yeah, yeah. I also feel like in those movies, Hermione is just depicted very oh, differently from so the books. Bad. Oh, and like yeah. Hermione in the movies, you can tell they're like trying to play it up for like a general audience. Like mm-hmm. I'm the smart girl, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like where she starts, and she ends in a different place. I'd argue, and she goes through some things, but like in the book, like Hermione's just kind of unhinged, and I feel oh, like yeah. I, I don't have a lot of places to talk about this, but like. You have 13-year-old Harry Potter who's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, my parents passed away and I'm just trying to get through life. And anyway, someone's trying to kill me. 
and then you have Hermione that's just like, anyway, um, so I'm going to lock this person in a jar. And you're just kind of like, you did what? <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, you did what? By the way, she does this in Deathly Hollows. She like imprisons a journalist, Rita Skeeter, in like a jar. And they're like, you, you did what, Hermione? She's like, well, she's going to say bad stuff about us. So she's in the jar now. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, oh, like Hermione is loyal. Like she is a ride or die, which is why I always wanted her and Harry to end up together. But Hermione is no just, sense, yeah. I, yeah, like I, I understand why they didn't, but it's Hi. like Hermione, like Ron's great. He's like a golden mm -hmm. retriever, but Hermione is like an owl that never forgets. And she like, also she's like, it, Ron. let's, let's, you know, let's, we'll do the defense or gosh, we'll do the, um, you know, we'll, we'll do the Dumbledore's army and we'll start our own mm -hmm. rebel group. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, great. I'm so glad you're taking down names so we can like reach out to people. And I remember reading in the book that she's like, yeah. And if any of them betray us, I have their names and then I can do a spell. So they're disfigured. And you're just kind of like, like, what the fuck? Okay. Like Hermione's like, she's, she's the one she's that like, will be vengeful when it goes down like like just straight up she will she she will just take off your head like it is it is just something on her to-do list so anyway then you have movie hermione that's just kind of like not that unnecessarily bossy can we also talk about how ron seems oddly okay that his best friend who is his whole ass age is somehow now romantically involved with his sister yeah, Here's who's significantly younger, but that's a whole Not, yeah. It's, I mean, listen, Ron gets on my goddamn nerves in a Goblet of Fire on it, un, until like maybe the fifth movie. Ron gets on my nerves because he's so unnecessarily mm. jealous of Harry, and I'm like, dude, people are hunting him. Why are yeah. you upset because he's good at fucking Quidditch? And you need to get on his ass for about fucking your sister, also with like. <laughs> Child, like, uh, what was her name? Oh my god, um, um, are we talking Cho. about oh, Cho. oh, yeah, yeah, so like, Cho, he was like, wanted to holler at you. Oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's move on, let's just move on, let's move on, let's move on, let's just move on. That's right, let's let's move on. He's a hey, absolutely correct, you called me out. <laughs> Roman Meyer says, says the guy who's into MILFs. I mean, so, there we go. He's Mark. Yeah, I mean, hey, Roman, you win, Roman. Roman's keeping the receipts. I have like here. Let's move on. Hey, like, okay. go back to your boy. I don't really know. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I just yeah. wanted to say that <laughs> when they different. got together, Harry was 16, she was 15. It's high school. It's fine. Oh, it was, was it? She was yeah. only. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, have, she, I, yeah. I also have a question. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody else think it would be really funny to hear what the wizard version of sex ed is like? Oh my gosh. I, yes. I feel I yeah. Uh that would be fucking hysterical, right? I like they're sitting in a fucking room with cobwebs. Yeah. And there's a fucking wizard that's like <laughs> in like gym shorts that are way too short. And a robe that's kind of shrunken, and you can kind of see his belly coming Jeez. out from under his shirt. And he's like, All right, so uh Dumbledore wanted me to talk to you about the snakes and the flowers, everybody. So here we go. Like snakes that, that, that to you, that to you is not 
I quest. If you don't think that that's hilarious, I know it is, and I'm actually shocked there hasn't been like a fan series or like a college humor series because I remember very like when Maggie and I were talking about stuff. I was like, honestly, like I like the books overall, but like and I know they're for children, but like I was in high school, like too. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, if you're telling me these children, by the way, the amount of time these children are unsupervised. Oh god, is, is so much a lot. all the time. Yeah, all so the time. So much like, kinky wizard sex is just, just that's the thing. They are these actively are... <laughs> waving around something yes. that is phallic shaped, <laughs> and you mean to tell me they're not thinking about it? It's the Star Wars like, thing. at all. It like, is the Star Wars it's thing. so chaste. Like all of this fantasy stuff is happening and it's so chaste. And like, I just. These motherfuckers can go into the forbidden forest and see a active unicorn no. who's not wearing any pants. And you mean to tell me they're not thinking about it? I mean, what's funny, though, is that it's kind of addressed in one of the books. And I can't remember which one, but it's like. Gryffindor, the Gryffindor women's dormitory. If a boy tried to go up, the the stairs would all go smooth, and the boy would like it would be a slide, and the boy would then be ejected into the common area. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay. okay so you thought of you you know where yeah, I'm you going. About you know where I'm going. Something like, had to say. happen in order to get there. Yep. You, know, you, yeah. you can't tell me all you the know, freaking Petunia the ghost in there looking at Harry's <laughs> bubbles trying to pop in the damn tub. Oh, there's there's an unplanned pregnancy wing of Hogwarts that was established years and years and years right. ago. Right. That was turned. That's now turned into like a gift shop because it's not an issue because of the slidey stairs. <laughs> anyway, your point about uh, Loki. <laughs> that's all that that is. It's now slidey, a gift shop. Slidey stairs. Anyway. Only, only, only in the Gryffindor girls' dorm. So I don't know about I don't know about the rest of them. But the one, yeah. poor, poor Harry, man. Just be, vengeance for my boy Harry, man. He was only thirteen. Yeah. What did the rest of his puberty look like? I mean, haggled by a ghost yes. in the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. He saw his classmate die. Yeah. He has confronted three of you know. Depending on when you jump in at his story, he always has to confront the dark arts teacher. He does. He Which does. is probably hard enough for adults, let alone a child. Godfather I mean, died. Leading, yeah. le like leading an active oh, yeah. insurrection. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the person in charge yeah. of your school. Yeah. At 15. At 15. At 15. In the most positive way, like not Donald Trump. I also want to talk like, about this one. He, he, also, a good he flirted with a black woman at the beginning of, uh, of six or something. He did. He was, like, he was Harry. And she was giving him the eye and he was like, I'm a motherfucking Harry Potter. Yep. Like you know that when he gets yep. older, he's looking up spells to oh, oh God. The ebony spell. section of the spells. Mm -hmm. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that because that's a half thought that I don't want to get I, down because it's I, embarrassing. So we're I, gonna move on before when, my when, both my feet when goes ebony in my mouth. Livio, when ebony livios. <laughs> <laughs> well Ginny and his and Ginny and his marriage couple. Oh, yeah, and he's always God. trying to change my skin tone. I did that once. That's <laughs> I was wholly unprepared for that. I okay. 
Okay. All right, everybody, let's okay. let's let's talk about Loki, shall we? The 90-minute monster hit at 20 minutes. Um <laughs> let's talk right. about Loki, shall we? So we're four episodes in. They've been kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. so uh we got a lot to unpack, and we like Brian said, we only have two episodes left. So would somebody care to give us the rundown of what has happened in this series yeah. so yeah, far I can. I and can. try not to think about what I just said five <laughs> yeah. seconds ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I'm, I'm happy to okay. jump into please, the time Brian. stream. Well, yeah, please. Thank you, Brian. All right. So Loki season two has been. I want you to know that Doug messaged me, Ebony Leviosa. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Oh no. no that that was that was me and I said that for the aka for the episode. So I figured you'd see that later, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah, see, look, we all say things publicly or privately that maybe we don't wish. I was calling it the episode title. That's all I was saying. All I saw was all I saw was the D and I was like, look at Doug fucking around on the <laughs> No, it wasn't the ghost version. It was me. I, was, I know was, we're going to get to the end of the night. We're like, what's the AKA? And, oh, and now I we mean, know what it is. Now it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, my go gosh. Ahead, Brian. Take it away, Brian. Anyway, so this is going to be a main summary. I'm leaving out some details. We're hitting the big, big bird's eye picture. Spoiler alert. Items. Yeah, spoiler alert. Here we go. So the basically, we picked up right after the events of mm-hmm. the murder of He Who Remains. Loki's back at the TVA. He's time slipping. He's going all over time. Um, we get a MacGuffin that Owen Wilson has to take out to the loom, which we find out is this device that takes all of the timelines and then takes that energy and it gives it to the TVA. But since there's more than one timeline now, it's overloading. So they rescue Loki's essence from the, all of the other universes. And now they're looking for Sylvie. They find Sylvie working at a McDonald's cool in the 70s. Like the 70s. And it's, it's fine. Um, it's fine. It's a nice moment. It's a nice character moment. And then the third episode, they're looking for Victor Timely, which is basically the stinger. It takes place during the stinger for Quantum Media. So mm-hmm. you catch up. We're basically now the furthest we've been in the narrative for the MCU. Like this Very, is yeah. this is pushing the narrative forward. Victor Timely gets chased by Ravona Renslayer and Miss Minutes. And they, as a child, they go back and they give him a book about the TVA. And Victor Timely, also known as Kang, uh, he basically invents the loom in 1893. And essentially, Miss Minutes and Ravona Renslayer are like, hey, we're here to help you. And he he gets rid of both Horny of them. Miss Minutes. Uh, both Ravona so and all... Miss Minutes want to be with Kang. Uh, they they would like to be involved in the clock making, uh, in the timeline making, very much so. Um, and uh, I know clock making. I know I was like I meant time, but clock came. And so Victor Timely the AI. Clock yeah. rounds with clock. Uh, that's also true. That's a fact. Uh, Victor Timely makes it back to the TVA. Loki makes it back to the TVA. Yep. And so where this episode left off is they're trying to fix the loom mm-hmm. and they can't. And the episode ends in a blinding white flash. It does. It does. It's it a, does. it's, it, you know, I always get worried because a typical, so here's the thing about Loki this so far for me, no episode has been a bad episode and no episode yeah. has felt like a filler. No, Everything right. has felt necessary 
Um, everything has felt like it is a part of that. You know, Brian mentioned this is as deep into the narrative as we've gotten. And you can feel like everything is important. And in some situations, I thought it would be extremely hard to follow with the time slipping, the time jumping. There's so many different yeah. moments happening, but they've yeah. done a really good job breaking it down. But and and this is the typical MCU formula that episode four is the peak true. Yep. of yep. the <clears throat> of the episodes. And then it usually goes downhill from here. But this was very interesting because it felt like a season finale midway through the season. Yeah, it does make me a little I mean, the formula has me what makes me nervous is five is usually a very slow episode and then six is rushed. So I think Friday, you know, we'll know more about what to expect from everything moving forward because we'll know whether or not they're choosing to break the formula. Now, with all the criticism, my guess is that they're going to try to. I would be surprised. And, And plus just what they have to cover. There's no way they could yeah. cover that in two minutes, in two mm-hmm. episodes. Like, I, yeah, there's a lo- lot of uncharted territory. I mean, basically, the the uh, it has to be inferred here at this point that if if Victor Timely, by the way, I left out a giant detail. Victor Timely is ready to go fix the loom and he gets yeah. spaghetti mm-hmm. a yep. la, like Mr. Fantastic Scarlet Witch, like just gone, just ribbons. So he's gone. That variant is gone, we think. And the blinding white light was the loom exploding, mm-hmm. which means that there's no TVA. All of the timelines are now going to go everywhere. So at this point, with my understanding and the lore that the show has given us with everything in the MCU, I feel like we're either going to just drop into like a multiversal war or we're just going to hang out in a timeline for an episode. That's just kind of what I feel episode five is going to be. Yeah. Did I was okay. So this is unsubstantiated. This is just theory that I welcome to speculation theater. Take a seat. Yeah. And I need to go back and watch, but did anybody notice was, was Victor Timely's energy when he was killed spaghetti? Was that like, like pushed towards the timeline? So like was his uh, energy and vibe like have put to go out his like spirit or whatever put yeah. into all the different timelines? Because there was somebody that said like that happened in that was kind of what happened to Scott Lang and Ant Man. Was that oh he, he's in a quantum he's in a what okay. do you call that thing? Yeah. Scott and Quantumania was in it a, was the, the probability storm. probability storm. So then okay. what the theory basically posited that Victor Timely's energy was put out into the, that all of where the loom was centering. Right. And the loom is like basically a probability storm because it's funneling all of those different timelines Mm -hmm. down into one. So what they were saying is, and they were saying, this is how we get all the multiple versions of Kang is because that's what's happened to Scott. Scott branched off into every possible version that could have existed and that's what's going to happen with all of the other branches is that that energy is put out there and everything branches and we get all these different versions. Now, that. That, that is uh, huge, like chunks of salt that we have to like pick up and look oh, at. But yeah. like, I, I mean, I do think we are going to be dealing with the beginnings of a multiverse, multiversal war. Like I could very easily yeah. see the end, like the end of episode six being... Like there is, we're seeing versions of Kang being offed by other versions of Kang 
in right. a Highlander-esque showdown. Are there, there eight the episodes one. or six? There's only six. Only There's only six. six. No shit. Like I, I feel. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're being efficient with their storytelling. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, like to your point, Marcus. Like, there's not a whole lot of like filler here. No, I feel like okay. I feel like the next episode, the obvious route to go is you see people where they originally were. Yep. On the timeline. Yeah. Yep. Right. I if can I'm see just that. yeah, it, typical context media literacy yep. says like yep. there was this massive explosion. It's not because it ended. It's because it placed everybody where they were supposed to be. Because exactly. the thing about Loki was the what they seems like they've been trying to set up is like the TVA was a restarting ground mm-hmm. that he who remained right. used to erase people's memories, restart things as he saw fit. He kept them right in play because they helped him run. The multiverse essentially right. right do some yep. cleanup on the on the timelines as he needed it yep so i see i see this as okay the tva doesn't exist cool everybody goes back to where they were originally on the timeline except mm-hmm. loki's timeline could possibly not exist so he's gonna go have to be the one hopping or time slipping to seeing people in their different areas to bring them back together or something like that yeah, it does feel it. like a getting back to. I mean, it feels like it's set up for a we're getting the band back together storyline. Right. It, it definitely it, it feels like that first episode when they were trying to like condense all of his being out of the out of like the timeline mm-hmm. so he could stop time slipping. I feel like that is going to be important mm-hmm. to how yes, Loki I agree. functions because I feel like basically we're. we're I guess I see it going two ways. One, he's either everywhere and like for some reason that like they undid it or he's like the only one mm-hmm. that remembers because he has a singular like be, he's like a singular entity now. Um yeah. and he's the only one that would be able to remember and he, I, I don't even know. Here's the other thing is like I don't I don't even know how you cover in like 45 to 55 minutes Loki being able to access other multiverses and even knowing where to go like i'm very curious how they're gonna handle this i would love to see loki end up exactly in the spot where he left in the last film right well when we picked up loki season one is you gotta remember loki was about to get arrested he picked up the cube and he disappeared okay so i could see them going back maybe to that spot put loki exactly where he's supposed to be in 2016 but he's not the same loki obviously because and the only reason I'm saying this, my theory doesn't really matter, right? It could go either way. I'm excited to see which direction. Oh, but I want to know. What I really want to see is how they bring Loki back to his original timeline. Because this Loki is so far mm-hmm. out from, like, the original Loki that we know of. I'm interested to see how they are going to bring him. Because they keep having these hints of, like, him seeing Thor and him seeing Odin at the when they were at the festival, the carvings of them. And, like, that yep. they have these moments of... Great point. Even, even um, what's his name? Owen Wilson character says... Um, oh, I, he says, I forget. You're, I forget that you're a god. You know, he says, yeah. like, very passing, passingly, right? Yeah. And so I, mean, I want to see how they're going to connect that and bring Loki back to this timeline in um, the Kang dynasty. And that Loki doesn't even bring it up usually. Sorry, Brian. The only thing that he like the only thing that he's ever the first time in this whole series after the first two episodes of season one is in this last episode. Lady Loki, I guess Mm -hmm. the only way I can say Sylvie is saying, 
yeah, well, we have to fix this. This is really messy. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, we can fix it. We're gods. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to remember, like, we're gods. That is the first time that he has brought that up in however long that we've been in this environment. That was the exact point that I was going to make. And I love talking to y'all smart people about this because I feel like it's, it's building. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like the other end of this is like Loki has changed, but he's not, he's not this paragon. Like he, when he delivers that, like when he's talking about hope, yes, it is inspiring, but he's like, no, we're gods. Like we're going to fix this. It's that arrogance. That Mm -hmm. arrogance is still there, even though it's for, I'm going to say, a more noble cause mm-hmm. or a survivorship cause, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know if he's directed and the right way. It's directed in a, in a different, better direction. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's still like, Oh my gosh, you, you still like, you're, you're literally phasing down like an entire cataclysmic multiversal, like conundrum. Yeah, and man. you think you alone can fix it. Mm-hmm. Or like you at least will play a part in it. And I loved seeing that arrogance again because I was I was I felt like we were losing a little bit of Loki in some of these mm-hmm. episodes because he he's the one driving the plot forward of like we have to find Sylvie, we have to find Timely, and Owen Wilson is just hey man, yeah, like oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. you know, wow. like which is fine. It's a good formula, by it the way. Works. Like I would watch them do anything. Like I, great, I would watch them in any great case. buddy count, buddy, great oh, buddy count formula. Like, yeah. just great best friend formula, just, like, road trip pals. Like, I love it. And so I'm just happy we got a chance to, like, breathe and have him be like, oh, it's still me. <laughs> it's still you're me, right. even though yeah. I'm in a different situation. Yeah, And you're right. They did say, you know, something that seems like they did when they were in the room, <clears throat> when they were in the room with the prison box or whatever the case may be, was, oh, you know, gosh. Loki kind of defined, which was a very... That scene Holy itself shit. was like, holy. That is the hell. most gruesome, I feel like. Marvel it didn't sound, show anything, God. right? Which the is sound. Like, I think that's really It was impressive. the sound. Um, but what they, you know, earlier when Loki was trying to interrogate um, B6, B15, X15, yep. B15? X15? X15. I don't, yeah. Um, was telling him, like, I'm not a good guy or I'm not a, right. I'm not a hero, right? Yeah, you right. know what I mean? They, they kind of figured that out of like, I know everybody thinks we're trying to turn Loki into a hero, but really Loki is Loki yeah. and he's still operating yes. is it benefits me to save the world because this is my world to save. I live in, in it. You know what I mean? And, and Bingo. I just thought that was interesting. That's, that's the best summary that I yeah, totally he and rocket. He and rocket. Yeah. Are on the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, also I'm, like I'm excited Minutes. to see I like all of I, I liked all of that. I like the Miss Minutes and Renslayer. Yeah. I like the storylines that they're going with with Renslayer being the love of his life and I, erasing yeah. her memory. I like that Miss Minutes wanted him, and I love the attitude that she gave before they turned her back into her like basic mm-hmm. AI of like, oh, you'll never be him. And I'm so excited yep. for this build up and this reminder that all the versions of him that we've seen is not the final version that we're going to get in the Kang Dynasty movie, and so they right. Loki did what Quantumania couldn't do, and that was big up the big bad. Yes, I, it, it, more and more, the more space we get from Quantumania, I, I don't know, I, I kind of like feel for the Ant Man, the principal Ant Man folks, because I mean their entire movie, their entire movie got turned into like a Kang origin story, which I'm not gonna lie. The, like the Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Major parts of it were stellar. Like I, I didn't need the rest. 
but like everything else was just it, it it just that's why i think it i think that's why i just didn't jive like yeah it was an mcu joint but like it it wasn't it was forced it it really was this knowing what we're capable of in the writing it's it's just kind of like you didn't need to like go full ant-man mcu on this like you could have taken your time a little bit here and just made an ant-man movie and then told this story like the michelle pfeiffer like major stuff you can pluck that out of this Mm -hmm. and and you could tell a different story and I, i don't know if you put this i don't know if you put this in loki i don't know if you do a special presentation but well, all the time, all the time chair stuff, all the like that stuff, yeah. like his technology side of things, that was cool to introduce. But we didn't need an entire movie for you to show like, see, he's got the time chair, too. Like we didn't we didn't need to do I, ooh, that. I would disagree. I think I'm the mm. opposite. I think that I didn't need all of the Ant-Man, Cassie, his daughter. Oh, sure. A hero. I don't think you needed all of that. I think I'm Brian. It's I'm, I'm in agreement. more so leaning more towards Brian is like, I need all that technological stuff about his chair because that is who Kang is. He comes with, yeah. the, oh, you know, no, that's who his I, character yeah. is. I just, the placement, well, I think we all say in the same thing. We are. I, I'm not saying we don't need the time yeah. chair. The time chair is his coolest function. Yeah. In fact, when we saw Victor timely and he was about to like mm-hmm. unveil it, mm-hmm. I thought when he said like my grand design, I thought he was going to show like, a, cause it's oh. very, it's very like mm-hmm. late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, like early 1900s. It would be in the mind of someone like, what if I could funnel time through a chair? I mean, yep. Think about all the novels that we've read that are about time travel from that period. The They're all in a sit in a fucking chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like there's a part of me that's like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, he's going to say his grand design is his chair that mm-hmm. it could take him through time. And so I was expecting that absolutely need the technological element. What I'm saying, and we are all saying yeah, the he same did say thing. that. Well, and I he would, did, even... he, did, he showed it. Yeah. So the, the thing that he picked up, the yeah. little trophy he stood up, that was a it was a it was a sphere of the right. chair that opens up. So he did mention his chair. That was wow. his wow. So was he plugging the t- so was he plugging the chair then into that the MacGuffin the- that they were shooting into the yep. into the timeline? Do you remember the, the thing that he held in no, you remember the thing that he held up when he was with Renslayer and Miss Minutes in oh, the yeah, yeah, warehouse? Yeah. Yep, yep. That was a it was a statue or a model of his chair. He was like, I need to bring this thing with me because oh, this is the whatever, whatever. It's a circular top. And if you miss it, if you blink, you'll miss it. But it uh, the side of it looks like the rings around oh, the chair. Sure. From Quantumania. Oh, man, I that's definitely sweet. thought that's what he plugged into the MacGuffin. I was that's what I thought he plugged it. I thought maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe I need to rewatch it. This no, this episode moved. Well, the one before it, I felt like moved pretty fast. I had mm-hmm. to rewatch it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because uh, it was moving so fast mm-hmm. and like it, there was just a lot of details. I, the last thing I'll say about Quantumania is like, you know how we t- when we reviewed it, we talked about how like this kind of feels like more Fantastic Four it feels mm-hmm. like X, Y, Z. And having all this perspective, I really feel like this would have been perfect for like a smaller Avengers yeah. story, like oh, with yes. Ant-Man as your your base, right? Mm-hmm. And then you add in, I don't know, whoever you want, pick three who's Avengers. Like, yeah, right. Who's on call? You want to put in Wong, all right, Wong well. Black Panther, and Captain Marvel, and they do? all get shrunk down. Shang-Chi, Kamala, come on, come on. Um, Shang-Chi, that would have been. Yeah. Kamala Khan. 
Come on. Like there's, I mean, there's a lot that you could have done there and Ant-Man could have like buoyed it. You could have mm-hmm. even still yeah. had the Cassie stuff, mm-hmm. but it makes more sense that the Avengers are like, whoa, this guy, th- this is what is happening. We also haven't had an Avengers movie since no. 2019. Okay. I know why that's why. I know why that is. Okay. Because I saw some rumors and I think that at the end of Captain America, what is it now? New, new World Order. We're, we're in the Brave New World now. It's Brave New World. Brave yeah. New. Sorry. Sorry, I'm no, on the old okay. race. I thought my, my version's still racist. Yes, Brave New World. I know. I just who told Kevin Feige like sorry, this is actually the Captain America, Brave New World. Um the end of that, the rumor mm-hmm. is that um Anthony Mackie is going to see a need for the Avengers to come back. Oh, yeah, so sure. he's going to be the one to want to bring them back together. So I think they are purposefully like the Avengers are not together right now. There is no yeah. Avengers that exists. Yeah. This is the threat that will bring everybody back together. That's yeah. Right. So yeah, right. I think Loki is good. It, it, it's two seasons. Good. And I love that they're going to, I love that now Marvel has kind of <laughs> eaten its own crow in the time yeah. that the writer strike had them kind of evaluate and be like, we was fucking this up. Now they got a showrunner yep. for things. Holy now there's going to be no more mm-hmm. limited series. Now they're going to go into multiple TV series now into like that kind of realm. If you do it like this, this works. It yes. has to be yes. good TV though. Yes. And I yes. think that it's, it's the character driven focus. Yes. Like, and I feel like a lot of like some of the Marvel shows just got, away from that and it felt like they were just trying to check all these boxes and like mm-hmm. secret invasion i feel like is is the one that i pick up That's and show example. because it was six episodes and we had nick fury but we nick fury had not even had his own movie before mm-hmm. nope. and so we're still getting these bits and pieces but half of those episodes are being taken to show the scroll played by D- Daenerys, and i'm blanking yeah. on her name and so, like, you never really fully, I don't know, I needed more, I guess, to connect. But yep. what we know about the production history of that show, it's no wonder that we never really felt grounded to any particular character, even though yep. it was supposed to be Nick Fury's show. And the events of it is that Daenerys gets like gets to possibly be the most powerful person in the MCU, mm-hmm. being able to tap into anybody that was at the Thanos endgame battle. But it's like a shooed away. And... It, and we don't even come back to it. Like major events happen in Secret Invasion, but it felt like they didn't matter because of that character piece. Right. Here in Loki, it it all matters because we're seeing that with Loki. We're we're feeling yeah. it. We're see like that connection with Sylvie and how he's how do you move on from a traumatic event? And they're trying to process that. Yeah. And there's a mystery involved. And it matters that Loki failed because Loki's always saying he can he can do whatever and he failed. Yeah. Huge. Like they didn't fix it. And that's to me what connects about Loki and then moving these stakes up so high in the middle of the season. It's a high bar. And I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we need to like have a status quo changer in every MCU show. I'm just saying it works really well here and more of this. Well, and I think the other thing that they're able to do, Brian, and I think the other thing that they're able to do is that because they haven't focused so much on the look at this cool, shiny thing. Mm-hmm. I think they're able yeah. to do some more like creative stuff with their marketing efforts and they can get the machine behind this a little bit more mm-hmm. to say like the thing that always worked about like the first season of Loki and even this season of Loki was 
they were able to do these like mysterious posts and these yeah you know, having a random drop in at a McDonald's where all of these mm-hmm. folks were dressed in TVA attire that showed up as a way. That's so in, funny. In, I didn't know York, that in New York City. I think is where they all dropped by. And then even like I shared this with you earlier, like on Instagram, if you go to Loki's Instagram page, they deleted everything and it Mm -hmm. is just Miss Minutes going access denied. Like, yeah, you need that machine behind it. But when you're doing the look at the shiny thing, look at the shiny thing, look at the shiny thing, you can't do any of the creative shit because you're so worried that people won't look at that shiny thing (laughs) created. So like. I think what they've said is like, no, no, no. Like we created a really cool story and we can do some social media tie-ins and some other pieces that really make people want to check it out. And that are yeah. like, you know, if someone were to stumble on it, who watched maybe season one and didn't know what was happening in season two, right. so stopped by and they saw that they'd be like, Oh fuck. Like I got to watch. This is wild. Like they're, yeah. they're doing the, the machine behind them is where they needed to go with this. The best MCU shows are character driven. Yes. I mean, you look at WandaVision, yep. you look at Loki, yep. you look at um I'll say Miss Marvel because I thought Miss Marvel was done pretty mm-hmm. well. Werewolf um, by night. Werewolf by night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think we are looking at the plot necessarily for those the, the things that Falcon and the Winter Soldier miss is it went more oh. for the plot and led more on the villains instead of focusing on the story of Bucky and mm-hmm. Sam. You know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of being yeah. a two true buddy cop. I mean, espionage show. And and I think that show is also such a good example of like all of these well-intentioned things Mm -hmm. going wrong because it was all based on like, who's going to wield the shield. And it was all focused on like that event that we lost some of the performance from Anthony Mackie that I particularly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I really much enjoyed how he was reconciling all that because it is a lot. And also, how do you reconcile like and we've talked about this before but like how what does it what does it even mean anymore to have a cap shield in today's like mm-hmm. united states that's complicated and and so that's all but that's all that all feels background because we saw john walker kill a guy and then with the shield with the shield right and then the end of it it it, it just it, did, it had a hard time summarizing all that into a cogent yeah. point and so, and to me, I don't know, to me, it's also why She-Hulk stands out because it was also mm-hmm. just, no, we're, we're a half hour TV sitcom and, and this is just about Jennifer mm-hmm. and there is like some stuff with abomination in here, but like, it's not no, tied to anything. It's, it's a half hour lawyer show. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's to me yeah. what made it good. Um, but it, cause it was yeah. just about Jennifer and. Yeah, you had Daredevil in there, but like it was still Jennifer's story at the end. Of the right, day. right. Um, yep. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. We'll have to, you know, I know Brian next week you'll be out, but Marcus will have to see if we confirm what happened. Yeah. In a talk I'll, I'll be here that. for the episode. I just, I just won't be able to review any, any, uh, any yeah. films that we get. Oh, oh, got, 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 got. I'll be um, here. Fantastic movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> um. Gentlemen, Marcus, you and I watched a movie. We did. Yes. Like did. unintentionally together. Yeah. We watched a movie. <laughs> Typically how our, our friendship goes. It's so accurate. It. Uh, we watched Five Nights Survive. No, yes. Yeah, five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched mine on Peacock. 
Uh, I watch mine on Peacock. Nice. For Frizzle? Mm -hmm. Um, This movie is kind of like, there's nobody in the middle middle with this, from what I've seen Mm review-wise. Either people love it, and it's mm-hmm. killing doing gangbusters at the box office. Right. Or there's a strong contingent that does not like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> really? I did not realize that this movie had a cult following. I mm-hmm. also, I have a Google search in my phone. That's why is Five Nights at Freddy's a thing? Yeah. I it, didn't know it was a thing. Didn't either. It's a thing. Didn't either. I went to, so Five Nights at Freddy's is the show Freddy Fazbear. Um, it's a game, but it's also a book too as well. Like, I guess based off of, it's a, I knew it from a video game. So, right. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, yes. there's all these characters that exist. There's like, from Fox like 2016. Oh, is it 20? I never knew what the year yeah, was. Yeah, I did a little digging. So oh, okay. the the history of this game is the original creator tried to make a horror game. Well, first, the original creator was contracted to make Christian games. He hated making That's Christian games. so funny. So he made a horror game. The horror game was very similar to the way this one works. Mm-hmm. There's something trying to chase you. You have to use your tools to try to escape it and not either not kill it, but just try to survive, basically, is the structure. But people really criticized the first game and said like, dude, this, this, the, this is great. The gameplay is great, but everything feels so mechanical and so rigid. And so he was like, got it. So basically what he did was, is he created a version where you are going to this abandoned old pizza place and these animatronic robots have to come alive. And literally it is their job, the character, character you're playing as your job to survive. The mm-hmm. only tools that he has are steel doors and electricity, but the electricity can run out. Oh, I did. I did not. Okay. I yes. didn't know any of this. This is the real story or is this the premise of the video game? Story? This is the premise of the video game story. But oh. when I read that and I watched the end of this, I was like, that's why they did that. Okay. That makes sense. So that whole end not to jump ahead, but the end of him using like tasers and cattle prods, electricity to bring them down. And when she says the only way for you to win is is to sort sort, short circuit them, that is based off of gameplay. Okay. Got it. Got it. See, I knew Friday five nights at Freddy's by, um, at first it was like the first video game gameplay I saw was like, they were in a bedroom. You can't let the light, the light is the only flashlight is the only thing that can save you as they try to creep up on you. you don't want to get caught. Then the newer, newer version that I've seen is like them in a, um, yeah, Roman Myers is in the chat. He said basically a spooky Chuck E. Cheese. So yeah. like there's Freddy Fazbear and there's this security guard of this kid that gets lost. Freddy Fazbear is trying to take care of him. Then they talk about the lore a little bit, which is like five of the kids are killed and then their spirits and bodies are inside the animatronics, which is kind of what the movie kind of leads more mm-hmm. towards. And yeah. there's this spooky bunny that um, the guy who is William Afton is the murderer and the creator of the animatronics and stuff like that. He killed the kids, keeps their spirits, makes them do whatever they want to. And he basically uses the place as a hunting ground for new people. That's yes. kind of the premise of the movie version on Peacock. And so you get this guy who is like trying to take care of his sister. When he was younger, his brother, his little brother was kidnapped. He lived with that. Like he's got to live with that forever. Cause it, while he watched his little brother get kidnapped, spoiler alert, massive spoiler alert. I don't know if anybody's going to watch it. No, I I've known. I go ahead, please. Oh, okay. Um, he's basically William Afton took his little brother when he was a, a little got kid. It. And then yeah. this is the same person that is now who hired him to do the thing. 
to to work at Freddy's uh, Pizzeria or whatever the if the, whatever the played, mm-hmm. played played by Matthew Lillard by played the way. by Matthew Lillard yeah and he's awesome and he's so good. the two like the three main leads in this like Josh Hutcherson mm-hmm. Matthew Lillard Elizabeth Lal Lale Lale um they were awesome they, were great. they did great like I appreciated yeah. this there was just I didn't. This is the same like this movie felt very similar to when I saw Five Nights at Freddy's merch at Walmart. I go, why mm-hmm. is this a thing? Mm-hmm. I had the same reaction when the movie happened, hence my Google search of like, why? 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 Yeah, why? Like, why yeah. is this? Why is this? I mean, all in all, not a bad movie. Not like bad I movie. didn't hate it. Like it's I didn't think scary, it was super though. scary. Yeah. But again, there are and here's the thing that blows my fucking mind, and it's not movie related. But there are like eight year old kids like walking that around wearing like wearing a, wearing like a Five Night at Freddy's Absolutely. like t shirt. Yeah, I'm like, what is what is happening? And yeah. so I, my guess is maybe they dumbed down the scary a little bit to avoid, so that way they could appeal to a larger audience, which makes sense why they did well at the box office then. Um, but I don't know. Well, I mean, so I have known about the Five Nights at Freddy lore. I feel like for. For a long time because there used to be uh, I'm totally blanking on this YouTube channel but like I got into it I did not play the game a whole lot but like in 2014 or 2015 some guy I'll, I'll find it um basically just all of this detailed lore of five nights at freddy's and i was like are you kidding me like the the pizza the the the, the animatronic murder game yeah are you kidding me right um and just how deep it goes and the purple like i don't know if they talk about the purple man in the movie um or anything nope. like that um all right they that's, that's they talk about him yeah right, so the like purple man is william afton oh that's okay 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 and that's afton great and yes they did so all, okay i'm starting to see it. yeah I'm, and i'm excited I to think, watch it but like I, I, I know a lot of the lore just from youtube videos and like how I know the game is super accessible. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the other thing that that attracts people to it is because a lot of it, like depending on which game you play, but like that that first game, if I remember right, it's like make sure to shut these doors, open these doors. You only have so much power. Make sure to avoid the people. Like it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. So I'm I I'm happy to see that that translated to people going to see the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, I mean, this is a huge win. For peacock like this mm-hmm. is a great movie to have on there like we've talked about streamers like this before of like where we're not sure what's happening or where it's going or like if yeah have enough content and we've been particularly harsh on peacock mm-hmm. my my yes. criticism of them does not change they but this is a huge win for them especially around this time of year like mm-hmm. it's right there and easy to get to i saw the successes of the movie in the in the theaters and like how much i think the budget was 80 million and they've made 250 or something like that yeah dude oh wow and, and so obviously sequels i think matthew lillard is already signed on for three additional movies or whatever the case may be and like that yeah. kind of stuff but i didn't know that this was streaming on peacock i thought it was just no. in the theaters so they didn't know that both ways yeah, they and and the director has come out and since said that if you watch it, there are a lot of loose ends that aren't tied up. That makes it really easy to do a sequel. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh, I, mean, I just really checked, easy. I just checked financial numbers here really really quick, mm-hmm. and this awesome Marcus. This had a budget of twenty million. Oh, everybody, it's twenty. Everybody Holy here shit. made out like bandits. If you got your contract right, so and they had a hundred and thirty million global debut. 
They're gonna do a whole. They're gonna do a whole I, remake of video games. I mean, it's, it's I, boy, I sure hope people like scary animatronics and Mario. And it is Blumhouse. You're right, Marcus. And to the credit, I was impressed to see Blumhouse on the title card. Mm-hmm. I was like, they are a horror like yeah. powerhouse. So mm-hmm. having them attached to this and doing it. It's a huge deal. I think mm-hmm. I think they work. I think they win either way. I think, like Brian said, they kind of are abandoned in this situation because the movie's not that scary. Everybody's got critiques about the animatronic, the spring trap machine, and like you'll sure. see that kind of stuff, which I understand. I think you could have did more in some instances, but it also isn't that scary. I think if they do it right and they take in some of that feedback, they definitely have a way to make this scarier yeah, for the for sequel. Sure. Yeah, um, because I do think you have to ramp that up a little bit. This wasn't as scary. It was kind of creepy-ish. It was, but it definitely wasn't creepy. scary. Yeah, yeah, but but it was still a, it was a good watch. It was it was a pretty decent movie. Went on TikTok. I learned the lore of Friday nights and Friday, Five Nights oh at on TikTok in like three it, ten minute videos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it caused me to go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it is killing me that I can't find the YouTuber I followed for this. This was year I, I I fell off of this years ago, but I mean, like there there was just so much stuff people analyzed from just some of the most basic clues that did pan out with the kids, with the killer. Some of these games are prequels, and mm-hmm. then you you like that are that set up stuff later, and it's just. Apparently, I don't know. I, some of the know. theorists are in the movie, so they have two guys who play characters. Oh. Like one is a waiter. Okay. And one is something else, and they are both in the movie because they are like fans and theorists of Five Nights, Five Nights, Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff. So they're in this movie. I just think it's, I think it's good. It's a good watch. You want something easy, simple to watch, getting in the spooky season. I think this does it. It's creepy because it's animatronics and it's like kids, and I can see how it can like kind of bring some like chills to you. But it's good. It, it was yeah. Matt Pat. I want to. I finally, I found it. It's Matt. Matt Pat. Pat? I used to watch Matt Pat's videos on this because I was All like, right. I, what, what are you even talking about? I, Sh- I barely played the Matt. games. Shout out to Matt Pat. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I I agree with you, Marcus. I think the other thing is is that I think this has all the makings of like a like when you have something that's such a huge cult following, yeah. and then you give it time like on a screen, it's gonna be it's awesome. gonna be good. It'll be you'll, yeah. you'll you'll have it. That little budget with the money you just made, that next sequel is gonna they're gonna sequel pay for itself. Oh They've my already. I, my guess is there's people in a studio. There's people <laughs> in a studio doing lines of coke and then being like, and then what if it? What if it was at a like? What if they franchised it and there were little Five Nights everywhere? Like it's it's gonna be Tremors. One of the sequels is called Sister Location. Motherfuck. And there's another. <laughs> yep, I'm dead serious. Like that's already a game. And one of the other games, there's an entire mall based on the Freddy's chain, and you yeah. have to survive in the entirety of the mall. I think that's the newest one. I think that's is that the, it. I okay. think that's the newest one. Is like it's more futuristic and a little bit more yeah. like they. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, am I the problem? Like I. Like I, like I am I, am you I just, too close? You to the just studios? have great media literacy. I mean, okay. Doug, Doug, you know how this game is played. Yeah, all right. Yeah. You're a good player. Don't it don't makes money? Yourself. We double down on it. That's okay. the game. Hey, 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 I make money. You make money. I mean, we all get out of here. I'm not racist. My so, favorite color is green. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this yes is to Roman, but yes, yes, yes. 
Yes, I am. Um, there's the two things I like want to shout out here is that like I really like that Peacock, even though they did not advertise it well. No, I'm glad no. they did a simultaneous release and there wasn't any like strings attached. No one anything. talked about it. Nobody was like, curse them. Like, like it was just sort of like, okay. You didn't pay $30 for it, Disney. Or you didn't have to, like, I don't know, wait seven days or I, whatever hoops they make you jump through. Yeah. And they still got their bag. They still made their money. Yeah. So I really hope this encourages other people to do it. And then uh, on top of that, like, I feel like this has been the year of, like, the video game movie works. If you just, if you adhere <laughs> to, like, the it. main story and you don't try to, like, Hollywood it. Like, yeah, I, like from everything you've told me, they basically lifted the elements of the game and put it in a movie and called mm -hmm. it a day. Which mm -hmm. That's all you need to do. You didn't really overthink yeah, it. You just adjusted it a little bit. But well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcus, anything else to say about Five Nights at Freddy's? I think it's good. It's a good watch. I think everybody should go. Should, uh, you know, go stream it. You want something good that's simple to watch? This is it. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. Uh, gentlemen, that does Hello. it. We've covered it. What do you all have to plug for this week's episode? Brian? Hey, folks. I'm going to talk about Color Me Confetti. If you know me, you probably have heard me talk about my wife. She runs this shop on Etsy. Head on over to Etsy.com, and in the search bar, you can just type all one word, Color Me Confetti. We'll have that link in the episode description as Color well. Confetti. So go check out that shop for all of your party decorating needs outstanding marcus yeah, right. you have you want to make sure that you follow the mantra oh my god oh sorry i hit the wrong thing That's make okay. sure that you follow the mantra never offend it always humble okay um go go buy yourself some gear go buy yourself some merch go listen to some music whatever you do make sure you follow the mantra never offend it always humble or noah and if you are in vermilion the second week of november Marcus is going to be playing at the first ever South by South Dakota oh. at the AV Lounge here in Vermilion, along with some other local artists. So awesome. if you feel like if you like local music, and you want to support local brands or if you just like Marcus and you want to support him, 30 bucks gets you a ticket ticket to the whole festival. Um, Did anybody right? see balloons? I think you need to get out of your house. Like right, there's there's a poltergeist there that is practically like, yeah. Anyway, well, I uh, live here, so well, it doesn't. <laughs> so those ghosts I, are gonna. I I, I want the ghost to show up, and I want it to be like, ooh, it'd be like, where's my rent? Like for it to be like, it doesn't have anybody, so it just fades. Away. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go support Marcus at the theater. I don't know the exact date. I'll put a link in the episode description. Um, but that's what I got. Uh, if you like this episode and you're feeling like you want to support us, recommend us to a friend or a family member. Best way to share uh, us is to share the love. Um, and then also, <clears throat> if you're feeling like you got a couple extra bucks before we get into the holiday season, uh, toss them our way at patreon.com slash films and black and white. Sign up for one of our tiers there, and we will love you back for it with some yes, great content that we have. So, Gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Uh, Brian, lay us down with that first step. Hey, folks, I'm here to tell you to read a, bo a book. <laughs> there was a distracting Chiron. Thank you, everyone. I'm here to tell you to read a book. And I'm not, any book, any book that you want, just go, go read it. And uh, for example, I was at my local library 
I saw the Scarlet Witch graphic novel. I finished that this weekend. It was a great read. It was nice to know more about the characters. You don't even have to pay for these books, okay? You just go to the library, and you just they let you take them. So you have a character you want to deep dive on? Go, go do that. Go do that. There's so many comics. Read a book. You need a card first, so you can't just, like, walk out. It's so it. easy to get a card. Just, just bring, like, any bill. Any bill that you have, that just bring it. And wow, that's the rule. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, care to lay us down with that second step? Yeah, make sure you drink some water, man. I know it's getting cold outside, but that don't mean you need to stop drinking water. If anything, drink more. Your skin is getting dried out from no sun and... You know, you need to store up on some of that moisture because it's 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 got wait, who hit that button? Yeah, yeah. These chirons are very who distracting. Who did that? We got who laying did? pipe. And then there was like milk. I said it was like I said, it was ghosts, man. You got ghosts. Ghosts, yeah, ghosts. You, you got ghosts ass. in your butt. <laughs> ghosts my ass. Drink some water, man. Absolutely. And the last step is look, if you think the colder temperatures are gonna save you from mm-hmm. having to wash your ass, you're wrong. Just because the heat's gone doesn't mean that you have to stop. If anything, you're going to be trapped in your house house with friends, family members, roommates, loved ones, and you're going to carry that stink around with you. And for seven months, you can't go outside because it's cold. So just start doing it now, and everyone will thank you uh, later because nobody wants to go into November thinking about the ass that they had from October. So just yeah, take no, care of yourself. No. Yeah. So uh, that does it. For this week's episode of Films in Black and White, we will be back next week with another fantastic episode. But in the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. Catch y'all next week. If y'all had a wand, what's the first thing that you would do with it? A wand? Uh I would, I think I would, I think I would like make it so that my gas tank never goes down Ooh, like i'd yeah. never pay for gas again wow. I, I was gonna go like invisible or fly but yeah gas tank, gas tank. i'm, I'm, a, money. Yeah, I'm a practical money. i'm a practical wizard brian yeah 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 yeah. that's really smart i always think about jumper i would like jump oh jumper great concept yeah, for execution is. yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent